This was a vision. I'm telling you, these people are Satanists. As I sit here, they are Satanists. Look, the world is full of these kind of things. Black masses, mutilations, mutilations. The incubus, the succubus. I'm telling you, we got to go down to the religious supply store. we got to get ourselves a couple of gallons of holy water. My cousin Jerry's a priest. He can get us a deal. Do you want him to take your family, kidnap them, tear their livers out, and make some kind of satanic pate? Hey, once they get in here, it's over, pal. Trigger warning. This podcast may include explicit content that will take you out of your comfort zone and make you question reality. Listener's discretion is advised. Happy New Year! It's 2023, and we are kicking off Season 2 of the Cosmic Peach Podcast. And I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who grew with my show over the last year through all the ups and downs and finding my way and... When I first started this podcast, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I honestly knew nothing about recording audio or editing or even the best way to present the damn information. (laughs) A lot of my earlier episodes, while they were packed with amazing content, were learning opportunities as well. But honestly, thank you for your support, patience, and grace. Season 2 is going to be explosive. If you loved Season 1, if you thought your mind has been blown, just hang on. Somebody hold my beer because I'm just warming up. Season 2 is going to be absolute fire. including. The new intro song. Yeah, you might want to back it up. I know you guys fast forward through the intro song. But I have introduced a new 2023 intro song for the podcast if you want to back it up and check it out. And um, speaking of explosive, I have a fiery hot lineup for you tonight. We have Ellie from Speed Bumps Podcast, Janet from Deplorable Nation Podcast, and my lifelong bestie, Tiffany. And we will be ringing in the new year in style. Tonight, we will be traveling all over the world to explore New Year traditions. Oh yeah, before I forget, in starting this month, As part of Season 2, I will be promoting the Cosmic Peach YouTube channel a little bit more. I'm working on several podcumentaries to accompany my episodes, and they are out of this world. Move over, Spielberg, you pedophile. There's a new sheriff in town, and these 
podcumentaries, as I like to call them, are episodes from the podcast that I've added a lot of images and basically telling the story as the episode moves along. I'm very proud of them, worked really hard on those. So I have a group of the smartest people in the world listening to my podcast. You guys are outstanding. You always show the love on Instagram and wherever with the five-star reviews. And let's go blow up the Cosmic Peach YouTube channel. If I see a lot of people going over there and subscribing, I will post more content, videos, and everything. I've put a lot of stuff on there already for you to check out. But if I see it really popping off, I'm going to put even more effort into making content on the YouTube channel. So go blow it up. I've included those links in the show notes as well. But uh, let's get down to business. You can go and check out Ellie, Tiffany, and Janet in the links below. I've included their Instagrams, of course. I have a few new merchandise items in the shop, the Cosmic Shop. I even had a few people who said that they got Cosmic merch for Christmas, and I had literal tears in my eyes. I was so happy. And I just, uh, like I said, I have the smartest people on the planet listening to my podcast, and it's just a beautiful thing. And speaking of the smartest people on the planet, I have quite a few new five-star reviews that I'd love to read off for you. The first one is from ZT, entitled, Miss Cosmic Peach is a Gem five stars. And it says, I'm so happy I found this podcast. Julia is one of the few podcasters who can have guests and conduct an organic conversational interview while also being able to have captivating solo episodes. God bless you, ZT. I highly appreciate that. But it goes on to say, the topics she covers are well-researched and thought out while remaining natural and feels like I'm listening to a friend. Her passion is contagious and I find myself laughing out loud. If her episodes are already this good, she has an incredibly bright future ahead. That's going to be one of my top five. Holy shit. You know, before I started a podcast, I would have thoughts like that about other podcasts, like, wow, it really feels organic. Wow, it's really well-researched. And I listened to podcasts for so long, I knew exactly what I wanted mine to sound like. And I also feel like I just seek out perfection in everything I do. And I'm still working on it and growing my skills and how I present the information. And it's an ever- changing process with me, but I take everything you guys say to heart, so don't think that if you leave a comment, I'm not reading it, and I'm, I'm listening to you, and I appreciate it. The next review is from Coach Sarah with an H. That's right, that's S-A-R-A-H. Get it right, bitches. Entitled, It's a Goodie. Five stars. And it says, I look forward to this one. I haven't heard an episode yet that I didn't get super into. She's so fun to listen to and makes me laugh while being engaged in all of the conspiracy. Kind of feels like we're on a coffee date talking about the world. 
anytime, Sarah with an H, stop by. I'd love to have a cup of coffee with you and talk um, the enslavement of humanity. It's perfect. Thank you so much. I absolutely love the review. Then I also have one from Miss Desi1980 entitled Love It, five stars. Says, from White Rabbit, loving this new info. And that is from an appearance I made on the White Rabbit podcast. Thanks for joining us. And I hope you're ready to get your mind blown. Because in season two, we are dropping the actual hammer. So stick around and thanks for being here. Last review that I have right now is from Leroy415, entitled Just Peachy, five stars, and it says, warm and fuzzy conspiracies for all to enjoy. Thank you very much for the review. I highly appreciate that. Some of them are warmer and fuzzier than others. I do try to keep things lighthearted at some times and then bring the cosmic fire at other times. Because if you don't break up that energy, it just gets depressing. So I've created kind of a trifecta here on the Cosmic Peach podcast where you don't need to listen to your paranormal or your true crime podcast anymore or your other conspiracy podcast. Just come here. I got it all for you. I got everything. (laughs) So again, thank you so much. Check out the YouTube. You're going to love this episode. We have a great time. And uh, let's jump right into it. Thank you so much. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Conspiracy Sleepover. It is that time of the month where I join together all the best ladies in the podcasting world and we just talk all kinds of shit. And joining me tonight, I have the one, the only, Janet from Deplorable Nation Podcast. Janet, how are you? I am fantastic, my beautiful bestie host and Thank you for inviting these other two beautiful ladies to join us this evening because it's going to be a killer show. Oh, it's going to be absolutely dynamite. Thank you for being here. And we do have Ellie again from the Speed Bumps podcast. Ellie, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me back. I'm so excited. I'm excited too. It's going to be great. And last but certainly not least, we have my bestie, Tiffany. How are you, Tiff? Hey, I am super good. I'm excited. This is going to be a good one. Yes, it's going to be great. You look fantastic. You look super cozy. You have a little thick hand, little sloth blankie. Are, are you drinking hot chocolate? It's water. Oh, all right. <laughs> Never mind. I thought you were being festive. Forget it. But all right. So tonight we're going to go all around the world. We're going to talk about New Year's traditions. We're going to talk about why ours suck compared to everybody else's. (laughs) And um, yeah, I just want to have fun with it. I thought this would be a cool idea to bring in the new year. We're in 2023 now. Holy shit, you guys. That's weird. (laughs) It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. We're past the time um, 
that they predicted in Back to the Future 2, aren't we? We're like way past that now. I never saw the movie. Don't kill me. <laughs> okay. Well, it's a great movie. And, you know, let me just Google it real quick. I think it, they actually were portraying 2016, I think. Ooh. All I know is we like supposedly went past the Mayans in 2012. Oh, so. we definitely did that. Back to the Future 2. Hit us with the facts. Oh, it's th- it's giving me the year it came out, for Christ's sake. Fucking internet. The year... What should I put? The year they go to. Yeah, the year they go to. Or the year in the movie. Oh my god, you guys. 2015. <laughs> <laughs> they had... They had flying cars... They had, oh my gosh, wow. They had those uh, Nikes that laced themselves were so prehistoric. Oh, and the, hover, the hoverboard was in that the one, wasn't it? Yeah. Hey, yeah. maybe it's because of the Mandela effect and the, you know, that CERN caused and whatnot. So maybe all that really happened and mm-hmm. we just don't recall it. It's an alternative <laughs> timeline. They got sucked in when they did the uh, the Philadelphia experiment. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but no, okay. So what was, Janet, one of the favorite things that you found? Like, is it a favorite tradition? Or maybe even, like, you prefer what Brazil does over what we do? Do you have any faiths? <clears throat> I have I have some faves, but one of them that I found humorous was Denmark. Oh, um, wait, I saw that. <laughs> so because it is customary in Denmark to save your unused dinnerware plates, and as a shy, as sign of affection and love, uh, you bust the plates on the doorstep or on the doors of family and and loved ones and friends and so you just go over to their house and blast plates up against their house as a sign of good luck (laughs) i mean that (laughs) is so freaking wait wait and then at midnight it's customary to jump off of a chair because you're leaping into a new year. So after you go out plate smashing, then you can hop off of chairs. Oh my God. Can you imagine? It's like, I love you so much. I'm going to make you clean all these corral dishes. Exactly. And who is going to clean that up? So what? what is considered, can I throw crock pots at somebody's house? Or like, it's basically just plates. saucers and plates. Yeah, dinner plates and stuff. And you know, the, the thing that is customary for them to eat is a wreath-shaped cake with a bottle of wine in the center. Hey. I'm okay with that. Oh, I like yeah. cake. Um, I'm not a huge not- wine drinker, but. You know, is it fruit cake though? Oh no, it didn't say anything about fruit cake. If it said fruit cake, I would literally throw that at a loved one's house instead of a plate. (laughs) 
<laughs> and it would stick and it would still be there a hundred years from now. Oh I'm yeah, saying. all the little jelly pieces and every just My grandma used to love fruitcake. Oh, it's so nasty. Ah, so nasty. Yeah. There's no. like unidentified bits in the fruitcake. It mm-hmm. almost looks like cat food or something. <laughs> or like I don't know. It's it's odd. Fruitcake is weird. But I'll tell you, I'm such a budget person that I feel like if I opened up my door, I would try to scavenge some of the plates and right. just use I feel like this is a great You can place. use I'm the pieces. Make a make a mosaic table or something out of whatever people busted on your doorstep. <laughs> I guess it would be awful though if you didn't have any plates broken on your doorstep because that's a sign that people just don't love you. That would be awful. Imagine that. It's like you have less work to do because nobody threw dishes all over your house. But that's a sign that nobody gives a damn. Nobody gives a damn about it. So if you don't have it, do you go and smash plates so it makes it look like people care about you? Maybe. Oh, wow. If you love yourself, can you smash them on your doorstep? I am awesome and I am going to smash these plates. I love my (laughs) We'd be throwing paper plates at people's door because you know we're not doing dishes. (laughs) Oh, Oh, you're taking it to the next level. They're throwing dirty dishes with stuck on. One good way if you have to host the holidays. (laughs) You pig out for Christmas, you save all the dirty dishes, and then you throw them at your neighbor's house. That's fantastic. (laughs) All right. But now, so Tiff, I want to hear from you, Tiff. What was your favorite place? Um. I think mine actually might have been Brazil just because they celebrate at the beach and I just really Mm -hmm. need that in my life. It's cold up here. I don't even like to go out of my house on New Year's Eve. No, I know. I know. You need to come to Oklahoma. It's, it was, I I don't know, 60 degrees here today. It wasn't awful, but you're all bundled up. You look like you're in the Arctic. It's freezing. Like, I, I wish you could feel my hands. It's freezing. <laughs> you feel like you came out of the grave. <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> but yeah, I saw that too. So Brazil, uh, people usually go to the beach since it's summer there. And immediately after midnight, you're supposed to jump seven waves while making seven wishes. Very nice. Very nice. And that and wear white. Yeah. Everyone wears white. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You wear white. And it says the tradition is rooted in paying homage to, I'm going to butcher this, Yamaya, Yamanja. (laughs) I looked it up earlier because I knew I was going to butcher it. (laughs) How do you say it? Yamanja. Oh, you are fancy. Yes. (laughs) And that is That is the goddess of water. And before you get in the water, you're supposed to wear all white, as Janet said, to symbolize purity. I'm I'm not going to lie and say that doesn't sound fantastic. Truly amazing. That's Especially, like, how can you not be happy? 
Right. I need one of those little coconut drinks with the umbrella. <laughs> and then you know, you're just Malibu rum in it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I like Brazil. I really do, especially since it's summer there for them. Now, yeah. Ellie, are you going to drop some weird shit on us or are you going to tell me what your favorite one is? I was going to tell you my favorites. I'll save the weird ones for later. Okay. Okay. What's your favorite? So in Germany, I'm not even going to try and pronounce the German way, but they melt a small piece of lead over the candle and they pour it into cold water. And then the shape that the lead forms is said to reveal the person's fate for the upcoming new year, kind of like reading tea leaves. Oh, shit. So that could be a bad thing. I know. Like, <laughs> yeah, and- I was going to say, what if it looks like a dog? Does that mean you're going to have a shit year or something? Like, do they have symbolism behind that? So apparently it's very similar. I found the fancy name for tea leaf reading is tasography. I had to also look that up how to pronounce that correctly. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently it's like a very similar concept and of like reading um, tea leaves, coffee grounds, or then like red wine stains too. So mm. it does make me think of Professor Trelawney because she's always seeing something mm, awful. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, it's the Grim. And you're like, oh, fuck, what's this mean? (laughs) But I think that's cool because what we have is very much so focused around being together, but also you start your new year off with a hangover, sometimes diarrhea, little stomach upset there from all the beverages you enjoy the (laughs) night before. And I don't know if that's the best way to right. write the new year trashed with a stomach upset and needing some Alka-Seltzer. <laughs> you know, unless just, you're on a beach in Brazil, that's totally different. <laughs> exactly. It all, location matters. Location 100%. doesn't matter. Because if I get trashed here, I still have to let my dogs out first thing in the morning. If I'm on the beach, it's like a whole vacation. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. I'll tell you guys what I thought. uh, Well, there's some weird ones, but I really liked, let me see, I have it in my notes here. I liked India and I thought Spain was interesting because they have to start off their new year by eating 12 grapes, precisely 12 (laughs) grapes. Now, I I don't know if you want to Google how many people have choked to death on the new year (laughs) in Spain, but the whole point is you have to eat the 12 grapes before the clock finishes striking midnight so you pop 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 pop, you'd pop in your 12 grapes and um this is to boost your chances of a prosperous and lucky new year i'm not gonna lie and say that i wouldn't just pop all 12 chew them right (laughs) and right down the hatch but are they seedless grapes because if they're they have the seeds in them they like spit out the seeds too like it's sad that Unless Um, you swallow them. (laughs) Yeah, it's said that it's customary for a lot of households to peel the grapes and to de-seed them. And I was like, that sounds like a lot of work. A lot of work. Yeah, because grape seeds are small. That would be awful. 
I'm going to Walmart to get my grapes. They have these GMO grapes at my place. They uh-huh. taste like cotton candy. Have you guys tried those grapes? Yes. They're disgusting. <laughs> oh my God, Tiffany, you're on crack. They're so good. They are full of poisonous chemicals. I don't know. And <laughs> that's why they taste so good. <laughs> right. They're good frozen too. <laughs> They're good frozen? Oh my God, that's another level right there. Frozen cotton candy grapes. I love frozen grapes. I probably would say that people in Spain are very interesting with their whole 12 grapes thing. I think that's one of the more boring ones, to be honest. Yeah. Is there a grape eating party associated with this? I don't know. Like, we're all going to get together, bring your grapes. You know, last year, Uncle Joe almost choked to death. So we got to keep an eye out on Uncle Joe. Cut him in pieces. (laughs) Mush him up for Uncle Joe. If you cut a grip, does it have to be in 12 pieces too? (laughs) I, I bet they do because the 12 is the prosperous, lucky, whatever they got going on in Spain. Right. One one know. grape for every hour on the clock. Oh, okay. Every month of the year. Yes. Ooh, very yeah. interesting. Now, did you guys look into India at all? Mm-mm. No, not India. No, Let me tell no. you about India. Is it too early to get sinister? Or no. all on board? <laughs> Never. Okay. <laughs> This is the Cosmic Peach Podcast. You know I got to bring up my cultism. Now, here's what we got in India. They make an effigy of an old man out of like sticks and twigs and all kinds of shit, right? That's supposed to symbolize the old year. And they burn it down at the stroke of midnight. And the burning symbolizes the passing of grievances from the old year and makes space for a new year to be born. So that is interesting. But the the effigy part and then burning it down is pretty symbolic. But... You know how I always talk about the eight, right? And it's represented by Scorpio. It's the death and rebirth. And I found it um, interesting that they do this burning and it's making space for a new year to be born. It's the old man dying and the new year being born, which is also very similar to ancient Egypt, the phoenix rising from the ashes yeah yeah what do you guys think about that or am i am i searching too hard in there you know i think that's interesting because ecuador does the same thing and and they'll it doesn't have to be like an old person and it can be like uh movie star political figure you know whatever and they they burn them like in these ceremonial almost like ritualistic magic kind of kind of ways and and what they say is that when you burn these quote unquote effigies that it brings you um it it destroys the negative or bad energy and brings you good fortune and good luck 
Um, so it's kind of like that death and rebirth and rising from the ashes and yeah. So it's, it's it an sinister? interesting, um, yes and no, because a lot of cultures do that where they burn things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't remember which one it was right now that burns cars and Christmas trees. <laughs> that part is funny. And I was like, burn Christmas trees. I'm going to go out and burn my SUV. I'm going to burn my truck to the ground because it's a new year. Damn it. I mean, like, <laughs> that one I'm a little confused about. Not real sure. Unless you just really don't want to go to work anymore. <laughs> and that's your only vehicle. Or it's an like, accident. Or, you know, yeah. I do yours, you do mine. We both claim it on the insurance and we both get new vehicles. Is that how this works? <laughs> that's <laughs> love for your neighbor right there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Can you imagine the Geico company? <laughs> like, Every Everybody on the blocks, cars are burnt. I don't get it. <laughs> Is this an act of God? <laughs> no, that's funny. I, I always look at things and I try to be objective because the burning and all of that, it's interesting. And now you're saying it's not just India. A lot of places burn shit up on New Year's. But could it be stemming maybe from actual burning of other things like in ancient traditions and it's just well we can't burn real people anymore so we'll have to make an effigy Mm -hmm. what do you think about that you think i and i'm just pulling that right out of my ass but it could be true right i feel (laughs) like a lot of these traditions come from way back like before Mm -hmm. any of us new so like it could be symbolism for like a ritual sacrifice or who knows we Mm -hmm. really don't know yeah yeah for sure we're cleansing with fire because because a lot of the cultures believe that it's it's getting rid of of evil spirits or bad things that happen to you so cleansing by fire Ooh, that's true But on a lighter note, we talked about the plate throwing and the 12 grapes. What about Japan? Did you guys look at theirs? Japan is very interesting. Um, And and they have like such a long um, history of stuff. And theirs to me is like the most um, like in-depth New Year's Mm -hmm. celebration that there is. You know, and, and, um, there's an, and also China's, um, China's, yeah. <laughs> China's was very interesting too, but, um, you know, they, they celebrate the Japanese new year and it's a year for getting year for getting parties is what they call them. They have an actual Japanese name that I can't pronounce. <clears throat> um, yeah, <laughs> even with, even with some help, that's not possible. Um, but it's like they forget everything that happened during the year um, at the end of the calendar year, which I think is very interesting because a lot of them don't use the calendar system that we're on. They right. use the ancient calendar system, yes. um, which is completely different. <laughs> is so, there yeah. alcohol involved? It, well, I don't know about the alcohol, but... Um, all of the Buddhist temples 
uh, strike gongs 108 times. 108 is symbolic because, and there's the eight again, Uh um, it is all the earthly temptations that you have to overcome to achieve peace and to expel wrong deeds and bad luck. Can you imagine being in Japan when they are banging those gongs 108 times? I it feel would like be that would, so loud. It would be so loud. And I feel like it would be almost like you're awestruck by, and, and we don't have anything like that. I think that's Mm-mm. very, very interesting that they do that. Well, I read it was all Buddhist temples, though. So, like, yeah, yeah, there's a lot in Japan, but like, even the Buddhist temples in the U.S. apparently do it too. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's interesting to me the 108 uh, things that you have to overcome. How long do you get to overcome um, these 108 things before you're cleansed of your, you know, 108? <laughs> that's so bad. Long. Bad deeds, like. Mm-hmm. Wow, you really screwed up this year. (laughs) I don't think you're getting shit for Christmas if you (laughs) have 108 things you did that were bad. Yeah. But they, and the funny thing is that their customary food is to eat soba noodles for longevity. Yeah, I found that too. They start off the new year by eating a warm bowl of soba noodles. Mm-hmm. And let's see here. It's tied to a Buddhist temple giving out the noodles to the poor. Because the long thin noodles are firm yet easy to bite. And it is believed that Eating them symbolizes a literal breakaway from the old year. I will get down on some ramen for New Year. <laughs> yeah, probably eat sound soup like and noodles. <laughs> I, I was gonna say I probably sound like an idiot because I'd have never had soap and noodles, but if it's anything like ramen, I'm down. <laughs> I feel that. So, Ellie, do you want to say what one of your weird one was that you found? So. I was, I had to like find the unique ones and I went back in time because a lot of the ones today are cool, but I was like, there had to be some weird shit that happened in the past, right? Mm -hmm. So I came across this article and I'm just going to read you uh, the section and then I'll explain it. The ancient Catholic New Year, the Feast of Circumcision and the anti-Semitism murders. Oh my god. Alrighty then. Here we go. (laughs) That was the name of the section of the article. There was a bunch of crazy ones in there. You've got my attention. Okay, so we all know Jesus wasn't actually born on December 25th, but that's when they celebrate it. In the Jewish tradition, boys are circumcised eight days afterwards, which would be January 1st. If you go by this calculation, okay? So, according to the Catholics, the circumcision of Christ was explained as the first time the blood of Christ was shed for mankind. However, nowhere in the Bible does it command that we celebrate this. And in the Roman church, Jesus' circumcision was believed to have initiated not only the reign of Christianity, but the death of Judaism. What? So apparently during the medieval period, New Year's Day was blatantly anti-Jewish 
On that day, Jewish books were publicly burned. Jewish synagogues were ransacked and burned. Jewish people were tortured and killed during the Council of Nicaea in 325 AD. And apparently a lot of Jews today don't like January 1st. And supposedly the nation of Israel refuses to recognize it as a public holiday. Wow. Not going to lie. I was a little scared when you said this, what you say, the circumcision feast or yeah. whatever. I was yeah. like, please tell me they're not eating foreskin. Please tell me oh that. My <laughs> God. Can you imagine now? Like for New Year's, you get the tip of your dick cut off. That's awful anyways. But yeah. that's like this whole man-made story behind it that doesn't have anything to do with the Bible. Mm-hmm. Oh. They right. made that up. Right. <laughs> what the fuck? I told you I find weird shit. <laughs> uh, you cinched my eyebrows with that one. I'm feeling the fire. Whoa, that is crazy. And for real, they just made that up. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Because the whole point of circumcision in the Bible was to mark the Gentiles from the Jews. Um, so that would be the Jewish people were special because they were circumcised and the Gentiles, which is everybody else was not. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And in, yeah, I think Galatians, basically they say you don't have to circumcise anymore. Right. Right. So right. the fact that a lot of Christians do, and they say that it's ordered by the Bible means they don't even read the Bible. Correct. <laughs> Just saying. Just Correct. saying. I know. And I had covered this a little bit with Sean McCann from the Wake the Dead podcast. And it's like a whole ritual that they mm-hmm. do with the circumcision. Yeah. They like suck the blood out of the tail. Yes. It's very, it's awful. But apparently, and, sorry, oh, apparently ahead, Jewish circumcision is different than like the circumcision that happens in a hospital. Correct. Like mm-hmm. the amount that happens if you're Jewish is much, much smaller mm-hmm. than what actually happens if you have it done in a hospital by a doctor. Yes. We, we used to do circumcisions in our office and it is bloody and disturbing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you share with the class? <laughs> <laughs> if you want me to. Um, I mean- so. It's this is a conspiracy podcasting and and circumcision is part of that. I think it's really ritualistic. It is. Okay, so um to do it in the traditional way, um, you know, in an office setting, mind you, this is not in the hospital. Um, they use what's called a bell, um, which just looks like a cap that you put over the head of the penis. It's got also uh, like an open hole on the side. So you use a safety pin. You pull the foreskin up. You stick the safety pin through the foreskin and through the hole in the bill. And it holds it up. And then you take a scalpel and you just cut around the bill. And it bleeds like a son of a bitch because you can't put the baby under or anything like that. Um, so this was with no anesthetic, nothing like that. And while they're, you know, after you cut the foreskin off when they're bleeding really bad, um, you use Vaseline gauze and just like slather it and hold it on there to get the bleeding to stop. It is very bloody. 
And this I'm is shook. You, I know. <laughs> yeah. Tiffany is fucked mm-hmm. up. You would face. not you would not I believe my God, that whole time. Oh my God. Yeah, you would not believe like how many doctor students that we had that would pass out every time we did one of those. Because it is it's very graphic. Babies. Yeah. To babies right? who cannot say no. Yeah, and they scream bloody murder because no wonder it, we can't it hurts remember it that burns. time in our life like mm-hmm. what the fuck? trauma all the all the boys who have ever been circumcised have ptsd and they don't even oh know why God. yeah that's what oh, sean yeah. mccann said too sean mccann said that your soul pops out yeah. because like as an infant you can't handle that right no and then and it's painful because if you think about like you even just with a paper cut and, <laughs> and not even a scalpel, right? Um, so the baby's getting a, getting a scalpel and and literally cutting off a giant area of skin. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then when they hand the baby back, they're like, "Oh, it's so great, and it's sleeping." No, it just passed out from pain. So I can't comprehend exactly what the what fuck it you is. just did to it. That's yeah. exactly yeah. what it is. Yep. Holy shit! See, this is the kind mm-hmm. of stuff people need to hear. Who? Uh, maybe they haven't had kids yet, but maybe they will, something like that. Mm-hmm. Because if you are a Christian or you just are not aware of the ritual that it right. is, you might think, well, that means my baby is dirty if I don't. Or there is a weird stigma attached. Right. To uncircumcise. Right. But a lot of other cultures, they don't do that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side of that, and, you know, I love a great tangent. Some cultures are doing the circumcision to female babies. Right. A hundred percent. Well, some of them don't do it as babies. They do it just before they hit puberty when they first start right. to bleed. And then um, a lot in Af- African cultures, they will. They like mutilate. The- well the the female family members will hold them down while the mom or the grandmother literally cuts away the clitoris with a scalpel or a razor blade yes Mm -hmm. can you imagine we had a lot of patients that were like that too that had endured um genital mutilation and um some cultures actually burn it off as well oh jesus christ yeah and so you're deformed and the, the whole purpose behind that ritualistic thing is because they believe it takes away your sex drive and you're uh, like, you're only put here to reproduce. And so you're not put here for, for pleasure or joy. So that's the point behind doing that. Or the men can sleep with a hundred different women. I was just going to say that it's like to keep you from being promiscuous. Like you're here to be married to your husband and have babies and to Mm -hmm. hell with your sexual pleasure or anything like that. I saw a documentary, Janet, they sewed this girl's vagina all the freaking way up to the top and she Mm -hmm. couldn't even urinate properly she was having all type of utis and yeast infections and they they showed of course they had most of it censored but they showed like the part that had been sewn shut Mm -hmm. and it looks barbaric right Mm -hmm. right absolutely barbaric but they don't you know and so think about like in our culture today um and how you know, like all these crazy people that are out there, like 
oh, well, you know, equal rights for everybody and everybody should have the same culture and everybody should have the same rules and regulations. You are literally advocating for genital mutilation. And I wish more people would have to see what that looks like because they would change their mind in a heartbeat. They should have to see even a circumcision of a male baby in a hospital in America before they make that decision. And then we have like what Ellie's saying, they rung in the new year Mm -hmm. by conducting this ritual. Right. And it was normal. Yeah. Or am I, is that right, Ellie? Like this was just a thing. This is what they celebrated. They did back in like, you know, the 300s, 400s, things like that during the Council in Nicaea. Um, but yeah, it, that's what they did. And, you know, and it, I think you guys know what they do with foreskin now. They sell it to like pharmaceutical companies and cosmetic right. companies. Right. And it's on that, your face, ladies. It's on your face. And that, that tightening feeling what? that you feel, mm-hmm. that's baby foreskin. I don't think that's you would have signed up for this conversation. Tiffany. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's oh, like, what the? <laughs> Tiffany gonna wear makeup, but holy actual fuck! Like I, I love getting reactions because she's known me my entire life, and she knows like I'll just say crazy stuff like this. But you know, when you get all of us together, she's like, Jesus Christ! I'm here for it. I love it. I love it. I know she's gonna need my job. That's why. She's going to need a spiked hot chocolate after the show. <laughs> For real, got to switch out the water. <laughs> but yeah, um, do you know any more about that, Ellie, by the way? So is it specific brands that are mostly doing this? It's usually like the high-end ones. Nasty water. Okay, apparently not that high-end. Um, mm. I, I don't know specific brands. I, the only thing I remember is a snippet of like Steve Harvey. You know, and a lady like put some on his hand and it's got like red immediately. Mm-hmm. And she's like, put it on your face. And he's like, well, what's in it? And she told him in the look of absolute horror on his face. He's like, why the fuck did you give this to me? This is absolutely disgusting. And, right. he was and she's so like, all oh, the women love it. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, because the women don't know. And if so, they do know, they're the a lot of them ones do know. baby's blood. Yeah, yeah. And that's and that's why they do it, because. That's where they get their quote youth serum from. So yeah, uh, they do the same thing with placenta tissue. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you're either wearing penis or or, or bloody baby stick on your face. Oh my god! <laughs> and you know that's part of it too because I think um, my girl Kelly was telling me that that's the Bath and Body Works thing. It's like you rub the potions on your skin, almost mm-hmm. like Silence of the Lamb. Mm-hmm. It rubs the lotion on your skin. <laughs> or it gets the hose, yeah. Or it gets the hose again. <laughs> oh, my God, you guys. Uh, let me, let me, and you know, the ones that say that they're organic aren't any better because right. they're no. sneaking shit into that organic mm-hmm. stuff, too. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely 100 percent. and uh ryan from dangerous world podcast he showed me this uh chart and it was a web of what one company owns as far as yes it is nestle but did you know that it's this or did you know that unilever yeah and it's this aborted fetal cell yeah Mm mm-hmm 
Um, and they, they make tea and almost every household product and, um, all kinds a of lot stuff. of your so, yeah. natural flavors people might mm-hmm. want to research how those came about because right. a, a lot of them are from aborted babies so enjoy oh. your natural flavoring here mm-hmm. is a uh, wonderful treat for people who like red velvet cake hope none of you do please don't eat that it is made from cochineal bugs that is where they get the red coloring for red velvet cake that's where a lot of red food dye comes from, like yes. candy canes, yum, yum, gummy yum. bears, mm-hmm. Skittles. It shows me why I never eat again. And I wonder why so many kids have allergies to red dye. Yes. Red dye number seven. It is from the same thing. So you just saying. are killing it tonight, Bake. <laughs> Fake vanilla, fake vanilla flavoring. Y'all know where that comes from, right? I would love for you to uh, enlighten the alley. Beaver Mm -hmm. anal glands. No! Did you say beaver? Beaver anal glands. Fake vanilla scent and flavoring. (laughs) Y'all, it's so easy to make your own vanilla. We have beavers. Just do it yourself. We have beavers in our yard. I am literally going to go squeeze its anus so I can get some vanilla flavoring. <laughs> She's got to lick it. <laughs> we need to be eating ass. Stop it. I'm eating vanilla. It probably tastes better than what some other people are eating. <laughs> you guys are cracking me up. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my lord! <laughs> oh, shoot. Okay. All right. All right. Let's oh. keep the <laughs> let's keep the laughs coming because uh, I got some oh. other weird stuff going on around the world here. Did you guys hear about Colombia? Did anybody look into Colombia with the potatoes? But oh, oh, potatoes. I don't have anything like about three, potatoes. Three potatoes under your bed or something like that. Yeah. Did you, do you have the notes on that one, Tiff? I did not. I didn't fully research that one. No. All right. So it's um, a regular tradition. They place three potatoes under each family member's bed, one peeled, one not. And the last one only partially peeled. And at midnight, each person grabs under the bed and gets one of the potatoes. And depending on the potato they select, either they can expect good fortune, financial struggle, or a mix of both. Mm. <laughs> I want to feel like each potato. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, who, and who sets the potatoes? Can you just like rummage around until you find the good fortune one? Like, right, feel different, right? We, right? I was right. You would have to like wear a glove or something to participate in that, so you wouldn't know what you were grabbing. Because oh, yeah. the second you feel a peel, you're you're gonna go to the other potato, depending exactly. on what that potato represents. But I <laughs> I find that very time consuming to peel all those potatoes, right? And, and wasteful. Also, <laughs> exactly. 
And you after it was a- on the floor, are they going to make stew with it the next day or something? If you, you boil think- it, the germs come off, right? <laughs> you put them on like yeah, off, they, they, they say oh, they just <laughs> peel one, don't peel one. One's partially peeled. They go hide it under their family member's bed. And then at midnight, they all go into their rooms and stick their whatever the first potato is that they pick up. That's their luck for the rest of the year. They Columbia. They have some strange customs because like also it's customary for them to have parties and carry empty suitcases to the parties with you because that's supposed to bring you not only prosperity and good fortune, but a year full of travel. Ooh. Ooh. So maybe they're going to put their potatoes in their suitcase at the end of the day. <laughs> I don't know. Unless they have financial struggles, they're not traveling anywhere. Exactly. Right? Well, when I oh think of God. Columbia, I do not think of potatoes. No, right? That's weird. So is it, I have to ask, is it a German thing? Because I know a lot, there's a lot of Germans in Colombia. I didn't even look at, well, Janet looked at Germany. I think it was from, oh, here it is. It's called Aguero. And it is just a normal Colombian tradition, I, I guess. But I had never heard of that. I thought it was pretty interesting about the potatoes. And then in Greece, they hang onions outside their door. Mm-hmm. Or or wake up their kids by tapping them on the head with an onion. You <laughs> rub this onion all over your head. Well, I said, wake up. <laughs> I guess in that Italy, would be. Mm-hmm. In Italy, they wear red underwear. Ooh, well, God. that's because like, they're spicy Italians. Mm-hmm. It's, it's supposed to promote, promote fertility and uh, promote conception in the coming year. It's because Ooh. it's the color of love. It's also <laughs> the co- color of your menses, and that's not I, anybody a baby. <laughs> I want to go to Italy for New Year's. If anybody wants to come with me, that would be great. <laughs> I volunteer tribute. <laughs> I just need to put some red panties in my Amazon cart. <laughs> you don't have any? <laughs> I don't have any like that. Maybe some polka dotted ones, but I want to be official if we're going to Italy. <laughs> so That would be awesome to take a trip there. I have a question, though, that's off topic, but still kind of on topic since we're talking about the onions in Greece. They also think that it symbolizes fertility and growth, but... Have you heard if you have the flu or you're sick or something that you can cut onions up and put them in your socks? And potatoes. Yeah. And also with the onions, if you like cut out the center of the onion, you know, like with the melon baller or something and put sugar in the center of it, like pour sugar in the center of it. um, It's supposed to like ferment the onion or something to make like, uh, some kind of like cough syrup or something and you drink it uh onion cough syrup (laughs) oh come here kiss me Mm -hmm. i got my red undies on (laughs) (laughs) and i just had some vanilla (laughs) 
<laughs> You're on fire tonight, Jen. <laughs> oh my god. I was uh trying to convince my husband to do this uh foot cleanse thing and you put the foot patch on and you kind of tape it around your foot and in the morning I'm not kidding you there was stuff you peel off yes it was gross it looked like the stuff on the inside of the fish tank Mm -hmm. (laughs) obviously it works you can scrape that off it's like algae you know, some cultures mm-hmm. eat algae. No oh. way, Janice. <laughs> I'd rather is... eat a beaver's asshole. <laughs> <laughs> the eat foot stuff, foot scales. Yeah. <laughs> foot jam. <laughs> you know those little, um, you can get like a pedicure, but the little fish that nibble the dead skin off your feet. Yes. Yeah, that's what I said. Algae eaters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not turning myself into a bottom feeder for New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> a bottom feeder includes fever <laughs> Anyways, anyways. All right, Tiff, I need to hear from you. Did you find anything weird or sinister or any of the like? Um... So I guess I also looked into Germany because my great grandma is from Germany. Um, They apparently every New Year, New Year's Eve in Germany, they play this like show. Let me grab my notes. I don't fuck this up. It's called Dinner for One. And it's like a 17 minute black and white like skit. And they play it every New Year's Eve. And it's like really common to watch it. And it's this 90-year-old woman. Her name is Miss Sophie. And it's her birthday. And so she's having a dinner party with all her friends, except all her friends are dead. So the (laughs) butler... So the butler... (laughs) Pretends to be all of these people for her and, like, throws her this birthday party. But, like, meanwhile, he's getting absolutely trashed because he's drinking as they toast. He's drinking all of these four people's drinks. And he's... It's like supposed to be funny. And I actually watched it today just so I could watch it and say I did. And I was cracking up. It was really stupid and really funny. I thought that was weird. It's called Dinner for One. And it's on YouTube. Yeah, I'll send you the link after this. (laughs) Okay, because I want to see. So this is like their little tradition or whatever. They watch this Dinner for One. I guess. Yeah, they play it every New Year's Eve. So weird. cute, kind of. So do they eat any, like, you know, certain foods or anything like that? Um, They do. So my, actually, I asked my aunt what my grandma used to do, and she said that she always made pork and sauerkraut and that mm-hmm. it represents good fortune in the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, I also read something about lentil soup mm-hmm. and that you're supposed to avoid um, like any fishy dishes other than carp because carp is supposed to bring you good luck as well but supposedly um sylvester choked on fish bones pope sylvester and that's what they call new year's eve and day like sylvester in germany mm-hmm. choked on fish bones supposedly so you're supposed to avoid fish it's bad luck <laughs> yeah fuck that those bones are tiny well, and plus it's carp, and carp is a bottom feeder, really dirty fish. See, okay. I, 
I knew she was going to say that. That's why I made the bottom feeder joke. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, the the funny thing is our family is uh, German heritage on my dad's side. And their thing every year was um, corned beef and, and cabbage or corned beef and sauerkraut. Sauerkraut, yeah. But that's also like um, an Irish thing too, mm-hmm. uh, which is my mom's side of the family. So, yeah. Do you like sauerkraut, Jen? Oh, Lord, yeah. no. <laughs> I, I think the beaver's butthole's better. <laughs> Not that I had any recently. <laughs> it might, but it, but it might taste like vanilla. It might be good, like a little. <laughs> I, I wish sauerkraut tastes like vanilla. It is gross to me. And I don't really enjoy cabbage either because it's just that bitter. And it, it smells, smells like arse. Yes. Oh my God. It smells like, like straight ass. Yeah. Like somebody cooked a pamper in your kitchen and I, yeah, yeah. Deep I'll fried. pass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like fresh ass. Yes. But if we're talking about food, that's actually really good. I'm glad you said that. What do you guys eat for New Year's? Ellie, do you eat a certain, like, this is a good luck food, New Year's? Black-eyed peas? Um, We didn't do anything New Year's Eve. It was just uh, whatever party foods were out. But New Year's Day was always spaghetti. And then my uncle would typically make homemade gwomkies. You guys know what gwomkies are? Uh, what? Sorry, stuffed cabbage. Oh, cabbage. Get out of here with so, the cabbage. I don't, I hated the outside, but the inside was like ground beef and rice and like rice. in this tomato sauce. So right. I would always take the cabbage off and throw it away. But the inside was phenomenal. Yeah. So, yeah. Those are also yeah, called I do peas. like the stuffing inside of there, but yeah. Ooh, cabbage like rolls. The just the cabbage. The cabbage right. rolls are good, except for the cabbage part. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that part goes in the trash immediately. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the container. It goes on the neighbor's the- window <laughs> as a sign of good luck. What about you, Tiff? Do you eat some black-eyed peas or something? Um, No, I usually just eat whatever like munchies I want to have, whatever snacks I'm eating. Well, you need to look it up this year, Tiff, because I there should. are good luck foods. I brought it up because i do eat black eyed peas from my mother-in-law she makes oh there you go yeah she does the big pot of the black eyed peas little bit of greens or cabbage i don't participate i do eat the black eyed peas though my mom used to say you needed to eat sauerkraut maybe because she had irish all men should stay away from sauerkraut and cabbage boiled cabbage why um it changes the flavor of sperm oh my god the cabbage flavor janet get out yeah because (laughs) any any foods that have the bitter um like that where it's sauerkraut cabbage um brussels sprouts things like that that they're more bitter on the palate on brussels sprouts they're like baby cabbages okay but brussels sprouts roasted with bacon no it, that's they not still bad. taste bad. They smell bad. They stink up your house. Yeah. Those it, are the window food for the neighbors as well. Nope. Yeah. Mm-mm. that They're like little baby devil cabbages. Has right. anyone ever tried to see if pineapple makes it taste sweeter? 
I've, I've been given all sorts of, <laughs> of Brussels sprouts at like weddings and stuff. It's always at weddings. No, 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 no. Not the, if it makes sperm taste sweeter, pineapple. I've, oh, I've heard that. I'm, yes. I don't. Yes, because it's a, it's experience. like a sugar palate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess we did. All about sperm. <laughs> sperm is lucky in the new year. Is it for real? Does it actually prevent wrinkles? Uh, it does have protein in it. So, ladies, and it's good for your skin and your hair, just saying. Anyway. Don't get it in your eyes, though. Don't get it in your eyes. <laughs> you go blind. Especially with mascara. Use glim shot. You guys. I have an eye infection now, sir. <laughs> oh, you guys are bad. <laughs> you said it was a sleepover. It is a sleepover. <laughs> and that is why we be keeping it real here on the conspiracy sleepover. I wonder if the whole soba noodles thing in Japan is one of those good luck. And then the onion, the potatoes. It is kind of food based, but it's also about getting boozed up, in my opinion. And then in the Philippines, they do, you have to eat round fruits because that brings prosperity. Like, apples grapes plums and you have to eat 12 round fruits are there even 12 round fr- i guess all fruits are pretty much round though yeah does this have anything to do with the 12 days of christmas no it's the it's the 12 months of the year if they're going by the t- traditional today calendar Okay, so they got the 12 round fruits for the 12 mm-hmm. months of the year. And then in Ireland, because you were talking, we both said about the cabbage and shit, they mm-hmm. bang bread against the walls. <laughs> I did read that. <laughs> Can they still eat the bread? Like, that's a really, that's, that's I know, a waste it's a of bread. <laughs> waste. I'll just lay underneath and you just slam yeah, it on the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bread that they use, you guys, is loaves of bread from Christmas that are stale and hard as a rock. Oh, I don't want to eat that then. Yeah. And they take this leftover bread and they bang it against the walls to ward off evil spirits. And they say this makes for a healthy and prosperous new year. And they also throw the bread through the doors and all throughout the home. You want to talk about a weird food? <laughs> I I think the potatoes make more sense than that. What's leftover bread? <laughs> Why not just throw rocks in your house? I was going to say, and depending on what kind of bread it is and how hard that is, you could literally damage your walls. What about yeah, mice? I've had, I've had exactly. We got crumbs everywhere. Who's going to clean that shit up? Not me. We got bread. <laughs> we got dishes. It sounds like a lot of work in the new year. And it's, it's also like- very violent in a lot of places. Banging bread against the walls. Choking on grapes. Imagine bang something else, not bread. <laughs> right. <laughs> Banging gongs. Hey, now that's good uh, luck for New Year's as well, Ellie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, I, I'm totally down with that. Yeah, I'm down for that all the fucking way. Mike. <laughs> hey, somebody ought to Google it. Somebody ought to Google it. When are the most babies born? Are they Christmas babies or are they New Year's babies? 
No, it it's could like, be a combination of both. No, it's, it's like October. The, it's like October. Because, yeah, because yeah, you bang around this time, then it takes nine to ten months. So September, October. Oh, my God, you're mm-hmm. right. Because and then the you... least amount of babies are February. Yeah. What's nine months? When would they have been banging in February? Summer, when it's hot. Oh, during <laughs> you the don't want to touch each other. <laughs> Absolutely, I agree. I'm not banging in the summer. <laughs> I'm I'm homicidal. It's hot outside. It's awful. Get She's away banging bread against the wall. Yes, throwing it between the windows and the doors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that Go out is for a pass, honey. Though. If you get pregnant on New Year's Eve, that's like a good luck baby, I think. Mm-hmm. I'll let but my then... husband know. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Mike, she has plans for you. <laughs> oh, wait. Okay, wait. Speaking of baby New Year, kind of back on topic for a second. Yeah. Okay. So you guys have heard of Dionysus, right? The Greek goddess of fertility. Lay it mm-hmm. on, Miss Sister. <laughs> so apparently, Baby New Year can be tracked to 600 BC in uh, Greece and Egypt, and it was customary at the Great Festival of Dionysus to parade a baby cradled in a basket, and it was taken to symbolize the annual rebirth of that god and the spirit of fertility. And if you think about it today, like the first baby born in the New Year. In a town or in a state, they usually get a scholarship and they're on TV and they're this and they're that. And they mm-hmm. win the diapers for a year and like all this random shit. So, mm-hmm. yeah, baby new year. Baby new year. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Are you guys ready to get into some more sinister stuff? Of sure. course. Did anyone look into the um, the ancient Chinese new year traditions yes do you want to share anything that you found suspicious ellie a lot of it's really dark like yeah it's fucking weird demons and like dragons trying to eat children and shit Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and the first thing and you guys the listeners can do this if you google ancient chinese new year traditions the list that Google gives you is like putting up decorations, offering sacrifices to ancestors. Let's just skip right past that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then firecrackers and fireworks, which is cool. But then there's the stuff Ellie was talking about with the lions and dragons. And they give red envelopes to yep. each other. Mm-hmm. It has to be red and their new year is not on our new year. It's right. fucking January 22nd. Yeah. Cause they go by a different calendar as well. The lunar. It's, it's mm-hmm. on the second new moon after the winter solstice. Right. Solstice. There Tell me that's not a ritual. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and when they give those little red envelopes, guess how many coins are in them? Fucking eight. Yep. Oh my God. <laughs> shocker. Oh my God. Shocker. Yeah. You guys, and I tried to explain the whole eight thing to someone else. And I feel like it was one of those, and we were all present for it. Janet, Ellie, and myself, Tiff, you probably listened to that episode. It was the Bermuda Triangle one. It was almost like you had to be there moment because we kept unpacking 
this happened in August, this happened on an eight day, this mm-hmm. happened in an eight year. And yep. it just kept stacking up. This is not a coincidence. Right. And speaking of it's not a coincidence, did you all look into our ball drop and where that came from? I did not. Yes. Do you want to guess what <laughs> year it rung in? The first <laughs> ball drop. 1908. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Shocker. Woo! Shocker! 1908. Do you think that's a fucking coincidence? I don't. No. Not anymore. Nothing's a coincidence. <laughs> no. And who was who was uh, in charge of New York City back then? I would almost bet it was like a Rockefeller. Oh, 100%. And they have it in what? Rockefeller Plaza or whatever? Uh-huh. Center or yeah. some shit, yeah. Rockefeller yeah. Center? Uh-huh. And so... So what I don't ever, uh, never understood about this. Okay. So they outlawed fireworks in New York city. And that's why they decided they had to drop a ball. Okay. But it had to be 700 pounds. Who came up with that number? And what is the significance behind the number seven? And what, what is all that? I, I don't understand what that means. I don't understand why they were like, well, we'll just replace fireworks, which are a sign of, again, you know, burning with fire, burning out the old and with the new, where they're going to replace that with just a shit ton of electricity. Now, and what are they going to do? point you just made, too. What are they going to do? with their green new deal right mm-hmm. because think of the electricity it takes to power that stupid ball mm-hmm. um so what are they going to do are they going to use like solar panels to like get the energy to like drop that ball when the outlaw all the electricity i'm just telling you right now you're on the right path because there's a lot of sinister shit that's going on with the ball drop. Mm-hmm. And not only was it to ring in 1908, we're going from, like you said, fireworks, which is a more natural, you're mm-hmm. burning out the old, you're bringing in the new, and it's like ushering in the new aeon of electric everything, mm-hmm. technology. We're switching over. And yes, it's in the ritual center of this Rockefeller Plaza. Mm -hmm. And when you Google it, the first thing that pops up, it's like millions of Americans gather around their television sets to watch the ball drop on the stroke of midnight each year. Millions of people gathered around their television Mm -hmm. to watch our big electric ball Mm-hmm. drop now oh, hang on the ball is dropping where do fireworks go up up in up. the uh, up mm-hmm. so everything's so why are we inverse and down? going down it's part of the inversion and they love word magic as well you guys know they love the word magic so what is up with the ball 
B A L L, or is it B A A L? And people worship that as a symbol every year and watch that. I could give two rats butts yeah. about watching the ball drop. I just do not care. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's never been something that I was interested in doing because to me it's stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a whole, ritual. Yeah, it is. And the whole, like Ellie said, it descending down. Okay. And all these other cultures, um, like they do these things for, uh, to get ward off evil or for good luck and prosperity and, uh, health and happiness and all that stuff. And literally the point behind the ball is people being together. Hmm. Does it make sense? Like it's, it's like they, they have no explanation for why they wanted to do it that way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's like you said, it is a ritual that a lot of people don't understand why we even do it, Mm -hmm. but it's been going on for so long that we just have accepted it as part of the. Well, and here's the thing, people that go every year to New York to watch this. They get there hours and hours and hours early because it's so crowded. And literally people will wear multiple layers of diapers so that they never have to leave the crowd and go to the bathroom. So it's hours of shitting and pissing on yourself in extremely cold temperatures. Uh Snot running all down your face. Mm -hmm. We're talking sore throats. Mm-hmm. We're talking probably sick for days after that, all to watch this ritual of the ball. Mm-hmm. And for those who need a reminder, ball was the god worshipped in the Middle Eastern communities and as well as the Canaanites. Mm-hmm. And they considered him a fertility deity and was one of the most important gods in the pantheon. But the Canaanites, that's very significant because they worshipped Baal. And one of the descendants of the Cain line was Tubal Cain. And he was basically, um, he was like a blacksmith, but he was, he did, he crafted iron and he was very much so the they called him the forger of all instruments bronze and iron this was two ball cane and the first ball that we ever dropped in rockefeller plaza was made 100 percent with iron mm-hmm. and then we're dropping the ball now is it b-a-l-l or is it b-a-a-l mm-hmm. are we worshiping this iron ball well and two with with uh the canaanites and what they believed and what they did back then there was a lot of pedophilia oh yeah a lot of pedophilia and a lot of um adultery and you know sleeping with your siblings and you know the whole nine yards and of course you know 
they were wiped out as a society because they were so uh like god awful evil and depraved so think about that like when going along with the you know is it really b a l b a a l and what are they pushing for the agenda these days pedophilia is normal it's okay to like you know sleep with your you know kids or or mm-hmm. you know sleep with your sister's husband or or whatever so yeah, yeah. It's just their identity. Oh, my God. Which part of the 782,000 genders are you? I need to know. I saw what this are video. your pronouns? I saw this video, this male and female. So this guy had a dog and it said, do not pet because it was a service dog. And the female goes up and asks to pet the dog. And the guy says, yes. So she pets the dog. The guy she's with goes to reach down, doesn't ask to pet the dog. And the owner goes, I don't think you should do that. She doesn't like men, mm-hmm. meaning the dog doesn't like men. And apparently this guy flips out. How dare you assume my gender? And he's going on, non, non. And finally the guy goes, well, you can pet her, but she'll decide your gender then. <laughs> exactly. Good dog. There Good is dog. rules to everything. There is rules. Mm-hmm. And it's part that again, like with that story, it's part of the inversion, right? Because they're taking something that used to be, um, you know, ringing in the new year was a spiritual kind of a thing. You're letting go of the past and you're starting right. a new chapter and you're moving on, but they turned it into this iron ball that descends down on us in Rockefeller mm-hmm. Plaza and the, it's funny when we're talking about ball and the Canaanites, the first mention of two ball cane in Genesis is 422. What does that add up to? Eight. Boom. We get the eight yet again. I'm telling you guys. And now let me just read you the article that they posted for the first ball drop. It says the Times building will be especially illuminated tonight. Mm. Illuminati. Yes. In honor of the birth of 1908. Announced the New York Times on December 31st, 1907. Quote, the exact moment of the New Year's arrival will be signaled by the dropping of an electrically illuminated ball above the tower. The ball will be five feet in diameter and light for it will be supplied by 216 electric lamps. Are they giving me the fucking blueprints? Are they telling me about a party that's going to happen? Like, why all the detail? That's Mm -hmm. very, very detailed for something that's supposed to just, oh, well, we thought it up. No real reason for it. We just decided we're going to do this. This has structure. This Mm -hmm. has planning behind it. It's very significant to them. And the way that they describe it, that's not an accident. Mm -mm. So I had... I hadn't looked into the New Year's ball drop until you brought it up. Apparently, in 2021, so from 2020 to 2021, 
The ball didn't drop at midnight. Apparently, it dropped at 12.01 a.m. Mm-hmm. And then so supposedly, that's when people started noticing even more Mandela effects. And that was when you would see all the TikToks going, you know, Siri, how long is it until 2021? It's like 357 days or something like that. Go down that rabbit hole. Well, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that's that's very significant. Because well, that- apparently at no other point has it dropped late. At 12.01? No, that's like sacrilegious for us. Right. But that's also goes along with the concept of losing time. Um, I have that discussion with somebody recently where um, they have noticed that like their clocks in their house are losing time. And it's usually, you know, like a minute each time that the it, it's behind and so is that a CERN thing because that started happening you know after after CERN this time after it was fired back up so I think they're trying to open the abyss people mm-hmm. need to check out stranger things mm-hmm. stranger things is almost like a documentary at this right point. right and they always tell you, um, you can also watch, uh, what is it? The X-Files. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where, and this is a recent one where somebody sent that to me the other day and it was talking about this, this, um, genetic, uh, quote virus that changes your DNA. And, you know, this, this medicine that they were given was changing your DNA and, it was talking about ushering in uh, the new world order and them destroying the United States and why they wanted to destroy the United States. And I'm like, well, shit, they just laid out like the, the whole, whole blueprint, the whole plan right there. <laughs> All that stuff about telling you without telling you, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Exactly. Tiff, you've been quiet. Have we blown your mind? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> What I expect nothing about? less from you. So what do you think about the ball drop then, Tiff? Do you think this is just uh, hunky-dory or? Um, no, after hearing everything you ladies have said, um, I'm glad that I'm usually asleep by then and I don't partake in this disgusting ritual. <laughs> Amen. So, so, so on that I, note, I want to go to Switzerland um, for New Year's because they're favorite tradition is just to drop a dollop of ice cream on the floor at midnight i don't know it's good luck and prosperity to throw your ice cream on the floor so toss your bread lobes through the windows ladies and dump that ice cream out just one dollop Yep, just a dollop of ice so cream, like a, a dollop, scoop of ice cream. Like a, like from an ice cream scoop or like a spoon? Like, I know how much ice cream we're wasting here. <laughs> I am not sure. It just said a dollop, and I don't know what kind of measurements they have in Switzerland, but yeah. Can you Janet. drop it onto a plate to save the ice cream? Nope, they said <gasps> drop it on the floor. It has to be laying on the floor. You just drop it into their mouth. <laughs> You just get under me, Ellie. What's your favorite kind of ice cream? I'll fix you up. All right, her, favorite, all right. her favorite kind of ice cream's homemade vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> Is like- that the one with the extra protein? <laughs> no, no it's- flavor. Don't put any asparagus or 
sauerkraut or cabbage in it. <laughs> Before we kind of wrap everything up for the night, you guys, is there any biscuits and gravy we haven't covered that we just got to get out for the listeners? That's Biscuits and gravy. That sounds delicious. <laughs> I love biscuits and gravy. I make good biscuits and gravy, I gotta say. You yeah, do? me too. Yeah, homemade you biscuits homemade and gravy. Biscuits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm coming over. Text me your address. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Tiff, you're closer to Ellie than I am. So y'all get together and have uh, biscuits and gravy together on my behalf. Yeah, every good sleepover needs a good breakfast the next day. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, Tiffany and I actually had real life sleepovers all throughout high school. And um, I pretty much had her move in with me at one point. She, My yeah. mom was like, okay, Tiffany just lives with us now. But <laughs> I am so honored to be working with you ladies tonight. You always bring the absolute fire. And... Uh, what do you think a good closing question would be for New Year's? Any ideas? I have a question. <clears throat> this is for the listeners. What is your tradition that you do and why? Is mm. it something that is cultural heritage passed down from generations? Or do you just do it because everyone else is doing the same thing? yeah there we go and if you're just doing it because everyone else is doing it make stop your doing own it. yeah <laughs> stop doing it and make your own mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta zig when everyone else is zagging that's what yeah. i always say and if everyone's jumping on board with something you need to question it oh yeah Amen. Mm-hmm. nobody does here right it's like oh the ball oh we gotta go watch yeah mm-hmm. even on your I'm asleep by then. Come Mm -hmm. on now. I'm not. I usually get dressed up. We go out for a steak dinner. Then we go to like a friend's house and we do the charades with all the drinking and the getting blasted. And then we roll into bed around like 2 or 3 a.m. Last time, (laughs) we, I may or may not have gotten so drunk that I tried to run down the hallway in my house jump flip and turn in midair and fall into the bed but what I actually ended up doing was running down the hall jumped twist turn busted my head on the side of the nightstand and cried in the fetus position for 16 minutes (laughs) and then my husband asked me what the fuck I was thinking and um I had no answer for that happy new year Well, hey, you were following tradition, remember, jumping off the chair. So, See, you know, look at me. That's you didn't my even tradition. know it. That's yeah. my tradition right there, Janet. <laughs> I got to get shit-faced and bust my head off the side of something. <laughs> but no, all right. So, Janet, what is going on with the Deplorable Nation podcast? Well, you know what? Got some great shows coming up in the month of January. Um, taking reservations for the month of February. Mm. But yeah, uh, I am not on Roku TV anymore. Um, so video versions are at a standstill right now until I figure out where to put them. 
but you can find me on all podcast platforms for audio. So yeah. And what's your Instagram for if anyone wants to it's hit you up? At Deplorable Janet. And then you can hit me up on Twitter if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is no Janet K-N-O-W. So yeah. Beautiful. I love your podcast. I know you got some big things coming for uh you said for January, right? Mm-hmm. For January. Yep. Okay. Yep, yep. And Ellie, what's going on with the Speed Bumps podcast? Lots of really cool guests. Uh, if always looking for people to come on and chat. You don't have to have your own podcast. You don't have right. to have done something crazy. Like I want to talk to the everyday people. And no, you don't have to tell me your deepest, darkest, most traumatic thing. Um, nine times out of ten, we go off on some tangent and it works out exactly like it's meant to. Uh, Julia's been on my show. Janet's been on my show. Um, I think that's me. Tiffany has to come on my show personally. But right. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to pick your brains. <laughs> yeah, Tiffany went on the uh, Goddess Grill Sessions podcast and was just dropping all kinds of life wisdom and the struggles she's been through and just coming out the other side. I'm so proud of her, my little Tiff. Oh, I didn't have done it without you oh, and your mom, of course, taking me in. <laughs> <laughs> my adopted, my unofficially adopted sister always that's awesome but with that being said i mean you are all my besties like straight up love each and every one of you and i love working with you because not only do we have a good time but there's not a lot of places where there's just conspiracy-minded ladies out there getting together and having these chats and i think that's very important it is 100% and and we just love you and adore you and are so like for me I'm so honored and blessed every time like you ask me to come on one of these it is literally one of my favorite things to do in the entire world is hanging out with you so I turned down another show to be on yours (laughs) right Girls may rule and boys drool. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Ellie said it best. Girls rule and boys drool. Yep, they do. But I love each and every one of you so much. Thank you for being on. And to all my listeners, thank you so much. And we will catch you on the next one.